Welcome to the second edition of the Whiskey Drinking Dads podcast. Yeah. I'm Dave. That's Matt. Hello. And we are social distancing today, right, Matthew? We are. We are in our separate residences uh, on opposite sides of town because I don't want to get whatever you may have. Or you don't want to, I don't want to give you whatever I might have. This is true. I don't I don't really want to come in contact with you right now. So this is actually almost a little too close for me because I can see your face. It's a little awkward. You think you could get it through the internet connection? I don't know. Nobody's addressed that. I've sent emails. I've asked questions and nobody can answer. So I think I'm going to have to turn the laptop screen away as if you're not looking directly at me. It's like when you talk to a sick person on the phone and you feel like, <clears throat> do I have something in the back of my throat? Because I think that that person may have just infected me. Yeah, that, that does happen. You got what, The trick is to Lysol in those little holes in your phone. Make sure you get all the bad stuff out of there. Are you supposed to do that? Is that like, is that good for the phone? I don't know that. I, can, I don't know. The phone guy knows me by name, though, so it's probably not. Right. So I was trying to get this uh, whole webcasting pod version video thing going here and realized that I have like 17 email addresses for you because you have like 32 names. I have a lot of email addresses, yes. Yep. And then it occurred to me that I've known you for, I don't know, roughly 15 years or so. Mm -hmm. And I still don't know why you have so many damn names, bud. Yeah, I do have a lot of names. My mother-in-law said, what is your name actually the other day? Yeah, you have a different handle for almost every social media, email, business card. So why don't you let the listeners know who are you running from the law? Do I need to be worried about this, man? I'm running from the law. I want people to find me. No, you know what it is? My parents were hippies. So when they had kids, they hyphenated their children's last names. So my, me and my siblings have, have last names that are hyphenated, right? So that's part one. And then part two is... Okay, so that when, you, when you say hyphenated, that means you have your mom's and your dad's last name and the hyphen in between. Right. Okay, I'm following so far. Okay, so then part two of that is I went into radio where uh, my dad is in radio and he uses a fake name in radio. A fake name. Yeah, not his, not his last name. So they wanted me to have a name that matched his name. So people would be like, "Oh, that's Ethan's kid," because we'd have the same last name. So I have a real name, and then I have a fake name. So you have two last names and then a fake last name. Right. What does the IRS think about this? Well, hold on. That's not the end of it. Oh dear lord. Then I was tired of having two last names because it's ridiculous and it's very difficult in school. And when you used to return movies to the video store back in the day, and when they had to look up your names at doctor's offices, and I don't want my wife and my kids have to go th- have to go through that. So then I changed my name and took my last names and split them up and made one of them my middle name and the other one my last name. Mm, hence so the running from the law. I have three names. I have the fake no, I have the original name, which has two last names, hyphenated. Then I have the fake radio name. And now I have my current name, which is the same as my original name, except there's no hyphen in it. Wow. That is a, that's pretty much a nightmare for trying to merge all your accounts. Well, I mean, what about your travel award points? I mean, this is just a Super recipe for disaster. Irritating. Getting my, um, my TSA traveling number was annoying because I had to prove, because my name on my license does not match the name on my Social Security card. Of course it doesn't. Of course so I had to provide the documentation of the paper trail of how I got from Social Security card to current driver's license, which is a complete nightmare to do. I don't even know why women change their names when they get married. It's totally annoying. It's been a huge pain in the neck. It's all my parents' fault. You know why? Because they're hippies. They should put their shoes on, get off the beach, and get married inside like a normal person. Wow, that's hippies. pretty strong. That's pretty strong. Yeah. 
there you go. So how are you doing in quarantine then, bud? Um, I don't know. I feel like the first couple of days I was really productive. Like I got my patio furniture out from the basement and I got the my garage cleaned and uh, I got, um, you know, I got like the basketball hoop set up and the grill cleaned and everything. Ordered some replacement parts. But then the last two days, I've just been watching House on uh, USA pretty much nonstop. Did you watch Tiger King, though? I did try to watch Tiger King. When you say you tried, I don't understand how you could not watch it and be mesmerized by the train wreck of these people that happened to be in the world, and then they all found each other. There's two reasons that I watched it. One was you kind of pressured me into it. Like, you got to watch it so we can talk about it. And then my other buddy um, told me that I have to watch it because – Basically, if I'm not watching it, I'm denying who I used to be. He's referring to my old NASCAR radio days. It's like, this is right up your old alley for my old NASCAR show. These these are your yeah. pe- these are your people. I mean, look, I'm not claiming these people, man. Let me tell you right now. Hold on. Hold on. I'm not claiming these people, but I can say that um, um, there's nothing wrong with a mullet, for sure. I'm going to tell you, um, I don't... I, it's not that I don't like it. I just, I wasn't, like, we watched the first episode. And then uh, we're like, well, all right, let's try it. We'll watch the second episode. And it wasn't that I thought it was bad or that it was good. I just wasn't that interested in it. I don't know why. I feel like I should, mm. I feel like. So, so you're not interested in a homosexual uh, tiger keeper with a bleach blonde mullet who carries a gun, who also produces country record albums, who on top of that is a polygamist and also wears a sheriff's outfit, a preacher's outfit, and a EMT outfit when it's necessary. It is interesting. It's got a lot of layers. Maybe I should try and watch the third episode. And let's not even get into the fact Carol Baskin fed her husband to a tiger. I think it's allegedly, though. Listen, listen. Allegedly is a really nice way of saying I did it, okay? Wow. She fed her damn husband to a tiger in the backyard and then buried the bones or burned the bones or whatever and then had this creepy little laugh. The whole show, people that watch that show, when they heard her little laugh every time she tried to deny something, it that will stay with you. It will haunt you in your dreams, that laugh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why people are <laughs> – I didn't do anything. <laughs> it's She's creepy. like a wicked witch of the East. It is creepy. You're right. <laughs> well, how many episodes are there? Have you watched them all? Oh, yeah. I, th- I think there's seven. Nice, oh, you know, it. and I, the, the 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 thing that actually I took from it the most was I felt bad for the animals. They're stuck in between all these nut jobs, and these animals. Some of them are quite clearly suffering, which is horrible. But the actual underlying, you know, theater of it all, with like that one producer guy was trying to say that this is a reality show waiting to happen because all these people are freak shows. Yeah. It was uh, it was entertaining for seven episodes, and it took up you know whatever one night's worth of viewing and. Two weeks of quarantine. One night. Oh, oh, one night. Oh, I see. An episode a night for two. I got you. I thought you watched no, it all in one night. One episode a night. What are you, a Netflix rookie? No, 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 no. No, I agree, though. You got to watch. When you binge watch something, you watch it every night until you're done watching it. Like, Yeah, you, you got to. Some people will watch multiple shows at a time on Netflix, and and uh, I don't think that's right. I think you got to watch it until you're done with it. I can't. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I feel like the ratings, and Netflix doesn't give out ratings, but the ratings have got to be unbelievable on Tiger King. Is, is everyone talking about it? 
Well, they do. They have a thing now where it's like top 10 trending. And I don't know how often they update it or what, you know, the millions of subscribers, whatever that is. But it was like number one for three nights in a row of the top 10 trending. So it's people are tuning into the you put and you think about this in perspective of television. You got somebody who writes a script, sells a script, put pays, you know, millions of dollars to actors to do this really high quality work. And then you got this guy with a gun, his husband's the meth labs in the back of the thing with the tigers and the swamps and they just throw it on TV and it's a hit. Yeah. That's going to be frustrating for people who put a lot of time and effort into coming up with creative ideas for T for TV. Yeah. It just, just goes like, to show you kids, you know, do meth, shoot guns and have fun. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, just, right. Well, I mean, it is the whiskey drinking dad's podcast. So it's probably like people who work really hard at, um, their whole lives at radio and being great on the radio. And then two idiots spend $300 on some equipment and all of a sudden, Hey, we got a show like, yeah. dude, I trained my whole Those life guys. for this job. And I, every moron in America has a podcast. Uh, I have wait. four. Hold on. Moron 300. Wait, that's us. Yeah. Well, we're in there. Oh, damn it. I thought we were doing something cool. I don't even like podcasts and I have like four of them. Yeah. Well, Somehow. you know what? I will say my the amount of podcast listing has really dropped off for me since we've been in quarantine. It's hard to listen to a podcast when you're trying to play teacher, uh, house repairman, technician, uh, Wi-Fi coordinator, um, and chef all in the same day. So you know, you're probably a car. You listen to your podcast in the car. Like, I can't listen in my house. Yeah, no. I'm, 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 I'm driving. Can't do that. Yeah, I'm more of a car guy, and the car's been parked now for the better part of two weeks. So, so let me ask you about the – school portion of your uh quarantine and let's add, let's let's talk about the kindergarten part of it because we both have kindergartners I, i've learned i've learned a lot about both my kids during this i've learned one that my older daughter is very studious very concerned about doing well in school um goes above and beyond wants to do all of the tasks at hand wants to get them right wants to turn them in on time and i've learned that my son is 100 percent the complete opposite doesn't <laughs> want to do anything uh, would basically snag a phone or an Oreo or a, uh, a, a juice box and run and hide in a corner sooner than he would try and do any of his actual work. Do you find from like the adult standpoint, like not that it's hard to take it seriously, but I'm like, he's in kindergarten. Like how much do I really have to make sure he does today? Like, yeah, it, you know, sight work. Like I, can you write your name? All right, go ahead, kid. Knock yourself out. There's a pen. Like what, what's he got to do? What's he going to learn in kindergarten at five years old, other than, you know, right from wrong, right? Golden rule type stuff. That's really going to aid him going forward in life. I've definitely said to myself, if he doesn't do anything for the next few weeks, is it going to negatively affect his life? And if the answer is no, then all right, well, like, why am I going to bother downloading this lesson plan? No. And here's, here's what I'm going to, I came to the conclusion of this a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. None of our kids have to be the superstar during this. It's like that old saying with the bear. I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun you. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm confused. So, all right. So if a bear is chasing me and you in the woods, I don't have to outrun the bear. Right. I just got to outrun you. Right. So the bear gets me and not you. Right. So right. point being – with the kids right now with all the homeschooling, look, they don't have to be the best. And I don't have to be the best teacher in the world because Lord knows I don't have the patience for that. But what I do have to do is make sure that at least we do something because there's going to be parents that don't do anything. So I don't have to be the best. Right. I just got to be better than that kid. Exactly. Right? Good point. Has your um, 
continuing with quarantine, has your wife made you a list or set expectations on what tasks she would like you to complete in the time that you are home, i.e. clean the basement, stay in the back deck, get a new mailbox? There's a few things that are on my list. At the risk of starting an argument via a uh, internet, well, actually, right now we're only national because we are basically East Coast with our uh, listenership. Regional. Um, I would say it's quite the opposite. I would say it's, well, here's today's spreadsheet. Let's make sure we get this knocked out. Wait, spreadsheet? I mean, what do you think Excel is just for dummies? Like, you know. I think Excel is for budgets. Okay, well, I mean. It's Are you also making a daily spreadsheet schedule. on what you want to get done? I definitely make quarantine? a daily list first thing in the morning because that's, I can't. The days that I don't, I base I can't operate. I don't know what to do without some sort of wow. organizational structure in my life. Really? Do you have like yeah, a schedule? I don't, I don't operate well in the gray area. Do you have like a quarantine schedule or is it just more of a list? Here's the things I want to get accomplished today. Or is right. it like we yeah, get up, we have breakfast, we start get accomplished, And some sort of an order that I think makes sense for the day. And the problem is I don't know where coffee time stops and happy hour starts anymore either. That's really confusing. I think now it's happy hour for sure. We're taping this after three o'clock, so. Uh, is it? What's today? Is it good Friday? What is? That's the other problem. I don't even know what day it is anymore. Yeah, that, knowing the day is definitely an issue. Today is Thursday. It's good Friday. No, today's Thursday. Today's Thursday. Okay, so yeah, tomorrow's, tomorrow's garbage day. That's how I know. That's how I know what day Friday is. It's garbage day. Oh, ha- I missed your uh, happy Passover. Thank sorry, you. That. That's going on still. I think it's a couple days. Is it? Yeah, sorry. Every okay. Jewish holiday, for whatever reason, lasts a while. Well, you know, I guess that's what happens when you're non-essential. You so, forget the days, you forget the holidays. So do you make your kids start school at a certain time? Uh, it's flexible, you know. The first week, like you said, the first week I was still up every day, 6 a.m., ready to roll, boom, 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 coffee pot, you know, laptop out, checking my emails, handling everything. Then it kind of rolled into 7, then it kind of rolled into 7.30. Now it's kind of like, why am I setting an alarm? Right. I slept till eight this morning. Wow. I, my six-year-old woke me up at eight. I mean, my three-year-old got up at 645, but it was my wife's turn to get up with her, so. This is another episode of where you just weren't taking care of your six-year-old and just like he had to fend for himself. <laughs> Listen, was, <laughs> I, for you're referring to the incident uh, that has been all over the internet. It's a lot worse than it sounds. It wasn't that bad. It just I'll let you explain to our listeners how, how you, you know. I mean, they already know that you threw him in a car and just shoved him up. You know, when the poor kid, all he wanted was yeah. a toy. All right. Well, the day, so he needed a haircut because his hair was in his eyes and he was complaining, Daddy, my hair's in my eyes. And I take him to the Dominican barbershop in Danbury. We go there together, which we cannot do, obviously, because it's closed. So I bought a new, like, razor. I figured I could use a new razor kit anyway to shave his head. Which and when I, he says razor, he actually means clippers. He does not mean razor. Yeah, no, I meant clippers. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I did, so I, I shaved his head, which was a disaster. It's like spotty. There's this part at the bottom of the back that's mo- that's like taily that I can't reach because the way his neck skin is, and I can't get in there. And like it's kind of blotchy a little bit, and short in spots, and long in spot. Like I didn't do a very good job, right? You don't say. You're not a trained professional, right? But also, I don't have one of those cape things, so there was hair everywhere, like on his back, stuck to his head. So then after I I butchered his haircut. You did this inside the house, not on the back porch. No, because it was cold outside. So I did it on the kitchen floor. I put down an old sheet on the kitchen floor and did it in the middle of the kitchen. It was not not a good scene. 
Um, I was sweating. I knew it was not, I was knew it was going, I knew it was going so poorly that I was sweating while doing it. Like, oh my God, this is not going well. But I have to make it seem for him like he looks handsome. You know, dude, buddy, you look great, buddy. It's coming out great. So then so you're not on the same team that I am, which is team no shave, no haircut until we're done with quarantine. I was not going to shave at all, but then I wanted to use the razor so badly. So I shaved. I can see in the camera shot here. I don't know. But, mm-hmm. um, so, so then I got to go shower him off to get him all, all the hair off of him. And after I gave him a shower, I was drying him off. I put the towel over his head and I like shake his head and dry his head in his face. And I did it pretty aggressively. And one of his front tooth fell out, front teeth fell out, his front tooth. One of his front teeth fell out. You knocked your son's teeth out. Yeah, I knocked his teeth out. I butchered his hair, and then I knocked his a uh, tooth out. You gave him a bad haircut, and then you aggressively shook his head until his tooth fell out. No, I didn't shake his head till it fell out. I shook his head and hit his tooth with my hand while shaking his head, and it fell out. So you punched him in the face. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hold on. So, so, so much worse. So, so much worse. You say it out loud. And then punched him in the face. Yeah. Wow. When someone says it back to you, it sounds a lot worse than when wow. it happened. And it ble- it was bleeding pretty good because it wasn't ready to come out yet. It was a few days away from coming out. So I was like shoving I was like shoving a washcloth in his mouth to suck up, suck up all the blood before his mother happened to come upstairs and notice what was going on. So I was like, let's get the bleeding down before we go downstairs and mommy sees it. Wow. I mean, I just just to all the listeners out there and other dads hoping to gain maybe some little advice from this. Yeah. Don't punch your child in the face after you give him a bad haircut. That's a good yeah. rule. Put that in the rule book. Maybe rule 183. I don't know what number it is, but write it down. Yeah, somebody should write that down. Definitely. Uh, and then and then he lost another tooth like three days later. So now he has no front teeth. And all wow. of a sudden his speech went from being like normal to being like he has a speech impediment. So Well, so. the good thing is he doesn't have to go to school, so it doesn't really matter what he looks like or how he sounds. That's true. Yeah, I'm like, that's ah, okay, buddy. No one's going to I'm thinking. I'm thinking, man, I, I hope I hope it he gets a chance to get a haircut before he has to, if they go back to school ever, which they probably won't. But if they do, I hope he gets a haircut first because it looks ridiculous. Well, the state of Connecticut did just expand the school closures until the end of May. And oh, if they I remember did? correctly, school only goes till June 14th, anyways. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, there's an email right here from Carrie Parker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of the 18 emails I got today from the school system. Sure would love for them to tighten that up a little bit, guys. I have a question. How is spring break next week? I don't know. We'll put this podcast out tomorrow on Friday, right? Yeah, we'll put it out. So this that way it's topical for me to say this. How is I don't know. Sp- You're the tech guy. I don't know anything. I'll put it out tomorrow. How is their spring break next week? Like there's, uh, there's still spring, spring break. That's crazy. I mean, I would assume it's probably because the teachers are shot and they basically created an entire new curriculum and website in a week and then tried to figure out how to grade it all. And these poor people have probably been working, you know, 18 hour days straight for two weeks and they're done. And they said, you know, school board, this is in our uh, union contract. We're taking the week. You're right. Schools will be closed until May 20th, at least. The last day of school is June 16th. And I would like to say that there will be a huge increase in alcohol sales today after that uh, email went out. Yeah. You so, know that yeah. um, uh, New James Liquor Store, they're not a sponsor, so I'll say this anyway, does deliver, by the way. Yes, they do. Yeah, I think it's truck. actually 860-355-WINE, if I remember correctly. <laughs> you know the phone number not by the, heart? Not that I know the phone number, uh, but they do have a nice selection of bourbon. Just saying, today's show is sponsored by Crown Royal once again. 
Actually, too, also people should go to um, Litchfield Distillery. They've been making... No, oh yeah, that too. But they were making they were making um, hand sanitizer, antibacterial, mm. and they were giving it out to. Uh, I think they were. Well, I don't know. My in laws got some somehow, and so I said, "Well, that's really nice of them to do. I'm going to support them and go get a bottle of bourbon when uh, everything goes back to normal because I've never been there before and I heard it's I heard it's good." Yeah, no, I, I've had quite a few of their. Uh distilled spirits and uh they definitely are tasty and i think i believe my in-laws went and got some too up there some of the hand sanitizer i'm glad everyone is now coming back up to my level of uh you know understanding how important uh cleanliness is you know yeah really i think finally when everything does air quotes get back to normal your way of behaving is going to be the norm i'm pretty sure it is you know it's crazy as crazy as that sounds, my way is going to be normal. And it's, I was in the grocery store. So, right. So nowadays going to the grocery store is like a whole, it's like going through Beirut, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to like suit up, you got to get ready to go. You got to mentally prepare to go in there. So I'm in the store, I'm following the arrows. Have you, have you been in there? I got arrows. You got to follow the I'm arrows, not, no. right? Okay. Well, you can only go certain ways. Every aisle's one way this way. So I'm following the arrows. Oh, really? I'm doing the thing. I got the mask. You know, I got the gloves. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I didn't even bring my phone in the store. I didn't want to touch it. You know, this lady cuts in front of me in the meat aisle. I mean, we're all, we're all going one, one, two, one, two, everybody's six, seven feet apart. So I said from behind my mask, Hey, six feet, get a clue. (laughs) Not making any friends. She made a dirty look at me, which she can't see my look because I'm wearing a big mask. You know, I'm wearing like a like a bandana as if I'm robbing a bank like I'm Billy the Kid, okay? Right, of course. And then she walks away, kind of stomps away, and then the other two people that were, you know, you know, two carts in front of me, they turn around, look at me, and give me the thumbs up. And I said, that's right, guys, you know, germs, stuff, you know, virus. Come on. Was she scared? Did she run away scared? I don't know that she was scared. I think she's probably more annoyed that some jerk who looks like he's more likely to rob the grocery store than he is to purchase the meat he's putting in his grocery store is shouting out random CDC requirements. Uh, <laughs> did, was she wearing a mask? She was not, yeah. as a matter of fact. What do you what do you think of those people? I don't know what to think. I think you do what you're comfortable with, right? And you just keep your head down, stay the hell away from me, and go on about your life. I mean, I don't know what to think. I have it's, a hard time wearing a mask. It makes my glasses fog up. It does make your glasses fly. And, I, and it's important to wear your glasses because in case anyone does speak or in case they cough or sneeze or anything, it protects your eyes. See? Fun uh, fact there. Nice. Pro tip. Uh, what about people who wear masks in their cars? Like you're yeah, in, that, I don't, that I totally don't get. I don't get you're that. in your own car. You're in your car. It's your air, man. Yeah. Why are you and, wearing and your I'm, mask? I, I don't get that. Like, so I, I still stay inactive, going on runs you know, four or five times a week. And when I go, I – you know, I run with gloves on, you know, it's cold out here. We're in new England. Right. So I run with gloves on, but I'm still so weird about it that, you know, when I get back in the car, those gloves, and these are not okay. So people don't think I'm weird. These are not like the blue medical gloves. They're running gloves. But as soon as I get in the car, I take the gloves off, throw them right on the, on the uh, floor of the car mat and wait till I get home to throw them in the washing machine. Cause you just, you know, you just never know. Yeah. And we do that. You're out, you come back for being out, you wash what you were wearing for sure. Yeah. Um, have you ordered takeout? Well, I was going to order takeout. Uh, then I saw a video in my inbox of my friend Dave 
uh, going through his takeout at his front door. It's an experience. And it seemed like man, it, it, really seemed, it seemed like a real project. <laughs> so let's talk about it. You ordered takeout from a local establishment, I assume. Yes, I did. And it was actually referred to me from a friend of ours podcast, the uh, the oh. bars low Mike and Mo. Got the reference from them for the so thanks guys. Oh, so it was the, the place down with the uh, cannolis and the but uh, oh yeah, Bravo New York Pizza. Oh, there you go. oh yeah, Bill Jackman owns that. I know that guy. He's a weather. No idea. He's a weatherman. Oh, all right. Well, cool. It's an Italian uh, restaurant owned by a meteorologist. So they drop off. They do a contact listing. They got the app, the whole thing. Great. So now I'm thinking to myself, well, great. How do I know that they're employees? And, and then I'm thinking, how have I not thought about this my entire life that all these people are walking around with some kind of crazy disease, right? So anyway, right, of course. they drop the stuff off. They ring a the doorbell. They walk away. So I go out there. Now I got gloves on, right? I open the pizza box. I slide the pizza with some spatulas onto a separate baking dish. Okay. Pass that off to get it carried into the house. Okay. Okay. So the, the pizza, the pizza box. A clean person, the dirty person. The pizza box does not come in your house. Does not. The then they come back with the with a separate baking sheet. You slide the second pizza onto that baking sheet. That goes away. Okay. Okay. Then they come back for whatever else you got with like, you know, you got wings, you got garlic knots, you got my, whatever it is. You throw those into like a baking tray, right? Everything goes right into the oven to kind of keep it warm and also potentially kill any other stuff, right? Yep. Then the dirty person outside, in this case me, takes all of the stuff around the house through the backyard and then puts it directly into the uh, trash container, right. comes back inside, gloves off trash, and then right into wash hands for 20 seconds while singing happy birthday twice. Right. That's a, that's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. No, I, so, I, I never appreciated a slice of pizza so much in my life. Yeah, we we do with package like so we do that for mail. The mail comes in. I go out to the mailbox with the rubber gloves. I grab the mail, I bring it down. I put it in the garage in a little holding area in the garage where it gets sprayed, and then it gets left in the garage for seventy two hours before it's allowed to enter the house. Oh, so you have a time limit on it? Yeah, seventy two hours. Wow. So all, all mail and package deliveries are delayed to this house by seventy two hours. Ooh. Um. And then, so that's what happens with mail. Groceries come in the house, and the kitchen counter gets divided into two, the dirty side and the clean side. So the groceries are on the dirty side. The milk comes out of the bag, gets wiped down with a wipe, goes on the clean side. Take all the stuff from the clean side, from the dirty side, clean it all off. It goes on the clean side, gets put away. Then the bags go outside in the garbage or whatever you do if you keep them and then you wipe down the dirty side, and now you have a clean table, clean groceries that can then get put away. It takes that a lot. Like we should have been doing the whole time, honestly. It takes a lot of time. I'm going to be honest with you, and it's not that fun. But we don't. We had nothing but time. Nobody's got have, a job, man. We do have a lot of free time. <laughs> right? I mean, I organized my wrenches by size in alphabetical order last week. Yeah, mine were already like that, though. Yeah, but I don't even use them. No, well, neither do I. I don't know how. Oh, come on. To be, be honest. Better. Be better. Be better. But so, that, so that's the question now, Dave. When this, uh, you know, in September, when uh, things are, you know, maybe a little bit more back to normal, are you still going to treat your takeout or delivery or your groceries or your mail the same way? Can I plead the fifth? Or were you doing this well, before? Will it, will it be socially acceptable then if I'm doing it compared to now, I guess is the question. I don't know. If you're not doing it now, I you're crazy. I think it's a pretty good idea. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'll tell you a quick story. So I 
you know this, right? But the people who, right. the eight people that listen once again, and then they probably know too, because they're our friends and family. Uh, so I tore my quad muscle uh, last June during a race. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of, being the kind of guy that I am, I'm not going to a doctor about it because who wants to deal with you? Go to the doctor. Oh, then you got to go see this guy. You got to see this guy. You got to get a referral and you got to call your insurance company. I'm not dealing with it, yeah, right? I'm, I'm going to throw some essential oils, take some ibuprofen, rub a little whiskey on it and just, you know, chew on a stick and get through it. That's just kind of how I roll. Yeah. So fast forward, you know, eight months and it's, I can barely walk in the mornings, right? Cause I'm still running. I'm still active. I'm still going to the gym. Right. Oh God, gyms are closed anyway. So, so that I got to go eat an MRI, right. For them to figure out what's wrong with me. So I go to the MRI place and I go, go through the whole thing. They check me in and they put me in the gown. Guy says, come out and here's the room with the big MRI. And I'm already, you know, a nervous wreck cause I'm claustrophobic, which I don't love. And, uh, so the guy says, all right, just hop up there and lay down. We're going to zoom you in the machine. I'm like, okay, hold on. Time out, bro. What's going to happen here? I need like an outline of what you're going to do. <laughs> How yeah. long is this? Is there some sort of like, I don't just hop up on that big ass machine with the hole and you go in another room and tell me everything's all good. That ain't how this is going to work. All right, cowboy. I, I don't roll like that. So I lay down and the guy says, all right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to put this weight vest over you, which weighs like, you know, I don't know, 30 pounds to like make you stay extra still. And then he starts just sucking the machine into the hole. And I'm like, all right, this is okay. Then they put the headphones on and say, what do you want to listen to? I'm like, whoa, whoa, bro. I, this is way too, I feel like you're about to like put me in a coffin here, man. Yeah. I'm out. Let's have a conversation quick. What are the available options for me to listen to? And it's like three techno, classical rock or classical music. I'm like, that's all you got. You don't have like, you know, like seagulls and like a no you spa know, channel, like an ocean or the spa, something relaxing. This is what you got, man. I'm like, okay. So then they, they, uh, I'm like, all right, I've made peace with this. Suck me in the machine. I got to get this figured out. I can't walk. So the guy sucks me in the machine. I'm looking straight up. There's a, you know, the, the top of the machine gives me the alert button. It's about three inches from my face. I click the alert button. The guy <laughs> zooms me right out. Why? He goes, uh, yeah. I said, I just want to make sure it worked. Oh, geez. <laughs> he goes, excuse me. I said, well, what the hell good is this button? If I have a panic attack, if it doesn't work, I need to make sure you're going to run in here. when I have a panic attack. Yeah, boy who cried wolf. Yeah. So he says, okay, you're good. So he goes in the other room. I said, so now I'm staring. You, you can only look straight up. So I'm looking straight up and the little sign right there, a little warning label that says, do not look directly at this laser. It may cause cancer. Yeah. That's the only place I can look is directly at this little red light because that's where they had to put me and position me to figure out my quad. So now I got a messed up leg. I'm having a panic attack. I don't know if they've cleaned the machine well before I came in or what the guy had before me. Right. And now I'm getting cancer staring yeah. at this red light. And now you have eyeball cancer. Yeah. So finally the guy comes back out. 20 minutes. The machine's going for like 20 minutes, really driving me crazy. I can't even hear the bad classic rock they're playing on top of all this nonsense. And the guy comes in and says, all right, we only need a – we only got to do a couple more scans. We're going to put some weights on your ankles. You really got to stay still. And we want you to hold your breath for 60 <laughs> seconds. What? I said, excuse me? 60 seconds? I'll be dead. You'll be, you'll be peeling these weights off of a corpse in here and wheeling my ass down to the morgue if you think, think I can hold my breath for that long. Go, go as long as you can and stay still. All right. Sucks me back in the machine. Got these weights on my ankle, really trying to zoom into whatever they're doing. 
here comes the noise. I'm holding my breath. I get 45 seconds in and now I'm wiggling like crazy because I'm trying not to die from right. asphyxiation. And the guy buzzes in the headphones and goes, yeah, a little more still, a little more still. So the guy comes in, finishes it and goes, yeah, I don't think we got that last scan. Uh, we're going to have to redo it. And I said, you know what? I'm out. I'm good. I'm out of this germ tube. <laughs> I'm out of this cancer causing loud panic inducing germ tube you have it i don't care if i gotta walk with crutches for the rest of my life and it goes well i got 68 pictures those should work for your doctor i said 68 bro take a picture email it to the guy and ask him what it looks like and then come back to me 68 pictures yeah so come to find out you go through all the thing you go back to the doctor and he tells you yeah there's nothing we can really do for you (laughs) (laughs) you're like what i said what he goes i would say you have no um you know, just listen to your body. If it hurts, don't do it. I said, okay, so what if that means it hurts to wake up in the morning? He goes, well, I guess what you did the day before was probably too much. Said, oh, this is great advice. Yeah, this is awesome. Thanks. So the advice basically is, well, that's broken now. Says your leg is kind of like two mop ends and you can't sew two mop ends back together. So you just got to wait till they naturally heal and, um, you know, take it easy with them. I'm like, this is you could have just said this without all of this eight months of nonsense and copays and copays and then phone calls with the insurance company about the copays that aren't copays that go to the deductible and oh uh, my gosh yeah that's fun stuff guys so so here we go dads if you get an injury drink whiskey take Tylenol and suck it up because otherwise that's all they're gonna do you're gonna spend a lot more money for the doctor to tell you mm, there's nothing we can do for you I don't know that that's great advice. I don't know if you should tell people to drink whiskey and take Tylenol. Like, I don't. Uh, all right. All right. Let me rephrase that. Um, also, maybe some Aspercream, Bengay, some, you know, lotion of some sort to relieve yeah. the pain. And ice. Ice. Ice is good on it. Ice is good. Is that better? Have you adjusted any? Have you made any at all adjustments to your exercise routine as a result of this quad? Um, no. Well, so you're never going to learn. It's your fault. Nope. Nope. So nope. Went through the whole thing I, and, and, he, and then you didn't even listen to the guy's advice. You didn't even listen to his advice. I listened to his advice. What I heard was no restrictions at all. You know, listen to your body. So when the body gets into a little pain, when you're on mile five or six, you just quiet your body, you turn up your music and you keep going. Right. That's no, it. That's yeah. not what you're supposed to to. I don't know what you're supposed to take away from the. Uh, I, I will say, yeah, definitely learning from this, you actually do have to stretch. Like, that's a real thing nowadays. Like, once you're not 22 anymore, stretching is actually important, like before and after any kind of exercise. Well, I meant to ask you this. This is not podcast uh, material, but have you heard from the baseball people at all? Is T ball happening this year or is it canceled? I have not heard from them uh, other than to tell me that the fields are closed. Do not go to the fields. <laughs> um, and I'm assuming that all organized uh, spring sports will be canceled. Does that mean I'm going to get a refund? Uh, I would hope so, seeing as how they collected all of the money from all of the players. Yeah. I, I bet you softball is going to get canceled too. I haven't said. Have, uh, are you anti – are you anti, you know, these people that are still going to the park? And I mean, obviously, you, you know, you go to high school and run around and all that kind of stuff. But like, are you anti going down to the park or the river walk or or somewhere where there's a bunch of people walking around and exercising? Are you not? Are you not about that? Or 
Are you fine? I with mean, it? I think I think you got to be smart about it, right? So, like the times a day that I do things are not times a day where they're busy. Like most people nowadays, especially with this quarantine, they want to sleep in, they want to do this, they want to have their coffee, read whatever. Right. right? I'm not that dude. If I'm going to be active, I, I'm first thing in the morning, get up and go. So they're busier once the sun comes up. If you get a if you get a 50 degree day, you know, 12 o'clock every every jerk in town decides they want to go to the same place to go for a walk instead of just going for a walk on their street in any event. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but the times I'm there, like if I go to the high school to run at the track and run bleachers, uh, and do some calisthenics, there's probably two people there besides me. Right. And you can go the entire morning without coming a hundred yards from that person. Well, so it's a big open space too. Yeah. Same thing. Like if I go run, there's a trail that I like to run on. Uh, I can go on that trail. There might be four cars parked there in the morning and I could run uh, three or four laps in that whole trail and never see another soul. Right. So how, how's your exercise routine going now that you've been in quarantine? Well, I'm very upset. The gyms are closed. Very upset. Yeah. Very, yeah. very upset that when I drive by the gym, there's no cars in the driveway. Uh, my exercise yeah. routine by routine. Uh, well, I rode my bike the other day, opened down the driveway a couple times. Just to make sure the tires weren't flat. That's about the driveway it. driveway like just 100 feet. Yeah. That's about so it. So you rode your bike like 200 feet for exercise. Yeah. Or 400 feet. Maybe up a couple of times up and down. Okay. Hey, you know, better it. than nothing. Better than nothing. I mean, good I for you. I carry my patio furniture from my basement to my back deck. All right. All right. I did that. We'll go with that. Hey, let me ask you a question. Uh, would, it, would it be safe for me to go walk in the woods behind my house? Or am I going to get eaten by an animal? Not a, no chance in hell you get eaten by an animal. Really? Hundred percent safe. Yep, you're safe. You're good. Go Are get in the woods. Sure? You're you're more likely to get bitten by a tick. So make sure you put some. Uh, we got a bear back there somewhere. He's not bothering you. Trust me. I haven't seen him yet, but my neighbors saw him. I, I have noticed that I have seen more of my neighbors outside than ever before. Ever like the other day. Yeah, see, all of a sudden, now you know you have. Yeah, like like the other day, I was outside with my kids, and the neighbors were. Two houses up, they were at the end of their driveways in chairs talking across the street. Yeah, that's and then good stuff. The people across the street had all their kids outside. They, have, they just moved in. They got like four kids. People next door had outside doing yard work. Like everybody was outside. And I was like, oh, that's what these people look like. Like I've never seen so many people outside before in my entire life. Now, obviously, no one's going anywhere, so they're quarantined. Plus, the weather is finally really, it was really nice. I think it was, uh, was it over the weekend, the weather was nice. Maybe yeah, the, the, this weekend wasn't bad. It was, you know, whatever, 60 degrees yeah. maybe, not not cold in the morning. It wasn't bad. But actually, it was interesting because like you could see you had neighbors, but you didn't feel obligated to go talk to them. No. So basically, you've been practicing social distancing for your entire uh, yeah. adult life? Yeah, pretty much. Because you can yeah, wave. Yeah, and you, you get all the ready. credit. You get all the credit for waving and being friendly, but you don't actually have to have like an awkward conversation like, so you're uh, – Looks like you got. Looks like you need some new wood chips. Like, what do you what do you have to talk about with your with your neighbors? So, nah, I mean, it, you you know, I'm like, I, I know a lot, all of my neighbors. Yeah, and you're friends with your neighbors. We are we are all a fairly good group of people, and we're also all cool with like not talking to each other. Right. So that works well. But then, like, and like you said, in times of this, you know, everybody's out trying to get. When you do get the hour of cloud-free, non-cold weather, and everybody wants to get outside for five minutes, you can stand 15 feet away and have a conversation kind of all together uh, about how much you're in quarantine. Maybe, maybe from now on, that's what gatherings should be like. Like, like we, we did do a sip and stroll up and down my street uh, the other night, which was excellent. Um, 
kind of weird because you're like in a like a wide you know eight adults so you're spaced six ten feet apart kind of walking up in two separate kind of lines up and down the hill which is a you know a little over a mile um but when you're drinking and you're sipping and you're strolling it's good times you know yeah maybe all gatherings should be like that going forward i you know i i said this the other day somebody i said you know how are we ever going to shake hands again i'm not i saw somebody on tv that says it should go away i agree i'm just gonna nod at you give you the old head nod what's up bud how you yeah. doing what about good? what about in business situations Thought- i'm perfectly okay just giving you the head nod hey how you doing I think we should bring back the thumbs up, the cheesy thumbs, thumbs up. up. Here you go. Yeah, it might be a little cheesy. I'm going to do it. I'm doing the thumbs up. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I don't know what that, I don't know what that, I don't know what that means, but it seems not hey, that very friendly. Little cheesy, little cheesy, little cheesy. So let me ask you in regards to the Whiskey Drinking Dads podcast, which I finally just learned the name of it. Um, once we're allowed to be around people again, uh, how often are we going to do these? And where are we? And, and let me, more importantly, <laughs> How can we ensure that they involve ask actual whiskey? Because I'm not, I know you probably are, but I'm not drinking right now. Oh, yeah, you are. There you go. I see a cup. Um, yeah, these, these would be a little refreshed here. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, are we, are we do it every week? Are we do it at someone's house? Are we going to, are we going to? I think this is a, uh, it's a pretty fluid situation here. Yeah. You know, we got a lot of things to consider. The, uh, you know, well, one thing being the coronavirus, another thing being whiskey uh, consumption, uh, other thing being uh, listenership right. and uh, scheduling. So probably bi-weekly-ish. Bi-weekly-ish. You know, like it's supposed to be bi-weekly-ish. And we kind of, you know, I'm sorry to all of our fans. We got screwed up, you know, with jobs and life and crazy viruses and Chinese and Tiger Kings and everything else. So it took us a little longer. To get the podcast back out, but we here we are for your listening pleasure. Has it been longer than two weeks, or has it been three weeks? I think it's been probably three. You know what? I don't know. Does time even matter anymore? No, dude. I literally do not know what day it is or what time. Like, like you said before, I'm like, wait, is it Thursday? Is it Wednesday or Thursday? I don't even know. They all blend no. in. They all blend in, man. It's all. It's all like Groundhog Day. I've been watching Life Below Zero for all these years, and I'm finally prepared for when the bank comes and takes my house. I can go live outside. What is life below zero? Oh, man. Come on, Netflix, man. Netflix, let's go. Let me write that down. It's all, it's all about living off the land, man. Life below zero. There all right. Life below zero. I think, that's, you know, I think that's pretty much it for this episode, guys. You know, I, Although I do have to say, uh, I can't believe I waited too long to get into the Tom Brady thing. That Tom Brady has left the New England Jeter Patriots and is going uh... to the Buccaneers. And... Um, I just, I just can't get enough. Of all these whining ass Patriot fans complaining that they lost their, their version of Jesus. Because let me tell you something. <laughs> well, the hell that the rest of the NFL fans have been living in for the past twelve years. So, uh, I hope the Patriots lose a lot of games. I hope they stink. I hope Bill Belichick uh, gets animated on the sidelines and yells. I hope Tom Brady throws thirty-eight interceptions and thirty touchdowns uh, and looks worse than Jameis Winston. And I hope that they lose a lot of games. Wow. Yeah. You feel very strongly about it. I do. I've been thinking a lot about it. I've never, ever been in a situation ever where I've thought, I wonder who the quarterback's going to be this year. It's well, super bizarre. Super it is bizarre. All, it's fun times when you're an NFL fan. Don't know who the quarterback is, buddy. Well, oh, hey, the music ended. Who knew the music wasn't long? Hit it again. There you go. 
I didn't even know the music was on. Yeah, you can't hear it. I don't know why you can't hear it. That's so. Uh, now weird. I can hear it. You got to do a better job editing. But listen, folks, stay safe out there. All right, it's okay to lose your shit every once in a while when you're quarantined in with your family. And I hope we don't have to put the explicit label on this now. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, guys. Talk to you.